Saturday, June twenty seventh. Welcome to a new episode of Bazaar. I'm your host Sid, and joining me in the studio today is the man with the swag, Utsav Mukherjee. Utsav, it's it's great to have you on the show. Tell us something about yourself. Hi, Sid. Uh, it's great to be here today. So I am a lawyer by profession. I in my day-to-day work deal with the constitution, commercial, regulatory, and policy issues. Privacy is something which concerns companies all over the world as well as individuals and their rights. It's been hotly debated ever since bills such as the privacy bill, the app such as Arogya Setu, the powers of social media giants with respect to privacy have been contemplated by people. I always like to keep track of these day-to-day developments in this area of law. That's great, man. I think today's topic is really well suited for you. We are going to be talking about Zoom's meteoric rise. The stock has been on fire. We are also going to be talking about privacy laws that are in place in India and what consumers can can do. But let's let's start with the the privacy issues that Zoom has been facing. You know, Zoom has been under a lot of they've they've been facing a lot of security and privacy issues since the users have increased you know almost 300 million people use zoom on a daily basis and uh, just to give you an example you know last week my sister was having her school class through zoom and you know someone just randomly came inside the class and they were sending some really uh, you know i, I don't want to say this but non suitable pictures in the class and like everyone got really stressed out so tell us something about zoom's privacy and security issues and you know what is the company's stance on the same well so the thing to understand here is that zoom is a really easy to use app as in the ease to use the app makes it susceptible to hacking to misuse by people so they have been facing a lot of flack for not being able to protect privacy in the sense that there's a phenomenon known as zoom bombing which is when uninvited persons enter the video conferencing room and they like you pointed out uh, share objectionable images or they make unpleasant sounds they use vulgar language so as to disturb and hinder these meetings which might be for professional purposes or for even for private use for family get togethers in these covid times as you all know apps such as zoom have been on the rise but as these apps are used it's very important to understand that privacy must be protected Yeah. So what Zoom says about these allegations, they do not really have end-to-end protection, data protection. End-to-end encryption is the right term. Not only do they have end-to-end encryption as an issue, they have actually had varying stances on this issue. So they said earlier that end-to-end encryption is only available for paid users. And much later, when they were questioned about this as to why only the privacy of high net worth individuals and big companies should be protected, they brought about certain changes, and they said that. now we'll offer end to end data encryption for all users so that's basically their varying stance on the issue there is a need to crystallize issues here and form proper response which zoom has failed to do so far yeah and uh, you know we were talking about this before so you told me that zoom has uh, updated its privacy policy ever since it started facing these issues you know it has been working on its privacy policy so tell us something about the updated privacy policy as well and you know does it help the user have a more secure experience in in your opinion well it's a fairly standard privacy policy that it's great that they are taking proactive steps to address these concerns but the key issue again here is balancing user friendliness with data security and ensuring that while we ensure growth of the digital economy we do not make data insecure 
some of the things here that they have said in their new privacy policy as updated on the website is that when the meeting is recorded at the host choice the data is stored either locally on the host's machine or in the zoom cloud and there are mechanisms in place to prevent unauthorized access to the zoom cloud also the only purpose of which to collect data is technical and operational support and service improvement such as ip address or os device details also digital service providers often question whether they use customer data for marketing so zoom clarifies that it does not do so and that users have control over the cookie setting so that that's as far as it goes with uh, this issue of privacy policy all right all right i think that's reasonable i, I would say but i don't know if as a, as a user i would be more comfortable uh, you know with the with the updation in the policy let's let's see how that pans out for zoom yeah yeah so now it's maybe i should ask you a question said despite the security issues zoom stock has been on fire so i would like to know the reason for this is how the stock has been really going up despite all these issues yeah i mean you know security issues aside like like you said the the app is really easy to use for people and you know simplicity is the key to success so if you see the user interface that zoom offers it is it's really slick you know it's really easy to set up we are even recording this at zoom it it took us just 5 minutes to you know set it all up so it's it's one of the easiest video conferencing platforms to use and its popularity has been just you know gaining ever since the lockdown began and people were kept at home and you know everyone is talking over video conferencing nowadays zoom is the perfect platform to engage with a lot of people at the same time if if you're talking to people which are less than 100 you know if if you are in a group size which is less than 100 and if your conversation lasts less than 40 minutes then like you know you don't have to pay anything for it so the ease of use comes into play that is the reason why you know so many people have shifted to zoom if if you see the number of users before the lockdown began around 10 million users uh use zoom on a daily basis now that number has jumped to 300 million this is also one of the reasons why zoom has been facing privacy concerns is because you know the surge in the users has been so exponential that the company did not have the technical capabilities to face with the issue at the same time but they have been taking steps they have been acquiring companies that provide end to end encryption and just to give you a overview of the stock performance like you said the stock has more than doubled since february so if you owned the stock like before the lockdown began and now you're still holding the stock you are you know your return is more than 135% and zoom stock went public back in april 2019 and if you were to you know calculate the absolute returns of zoom from that period from april 2019 to date that would be around 574% which is just astonishing and zoom's valuation right now is around 60 billion dollars so you know it is it is very insanely priced i mean uh, people are very optimistic about zoom it's because of the ease of use of the platform and you know even with the competitors in space like google microsoft they have been in video conferencing for such a long time and with such big players in the market you know zoom comes you know what 7 or 8 years back and it completely has dominated the industries well another question that i have for you siddharth is what about the competitors in this space how worried should people at zoom be about the competition they are facing 
competition in the video conferencing industry is just going to heat up now. So Mark Zuckerberg, if you see in, in the past two months, right, he has been making some really big moves into video conferencing. So like I told you, right, Google and Microsoft have been in the video conferencing space for a long time. Microsoft had Skype and it also has Microsoft Teams. Google has Hangouts, which is now, you know, called Google Meet. So these players have been in the market for a long time and you know, they are, they are pissed off because Zoom just came five or six years back and it completely dominated this industry. So these players are now readying their guns. You know, they have billions of dollars in their watches and if they want to capture this market, they will not stop at it. I mean, the amount of money that they can burn in this industry to capture sizable portion of this market. It's tremendous. I mean, and uh, people at Zoom shouldn't be worried, but uh, Zoom is just a video conferencing company. That's it. I mean, it, the, the service that it provides is video conferencing period. So if Zoom wants to be sustainable and, you know, wants to have a bright future, it has to diversify. I mean, uh, it has to provide other services that can leverage with its video conferencing service. And it has to figure out a way to keep Google and Microsoft at bay because these, these are the biggest tech companies in the world and they will not stop. If you see the numbers that Zoom has posted and the, the stock price that we talked about, it's very impressive. I mean, Zoom is guiding for a $1.7 billion revenue for the, for the complete year. In a, in a situation where companies are refraining from giving guidance at all, you know, Zoom has come out and said that we are going to make $1.7 billion for the year which is basically three times its revenue in the previous year. So it is a very attractive market and I think the competition is going to heat up. So Zoom has to get its seatbelt on and just, you know, diversify. I would say if, if Zoom has to has any competitive uh, advantage over the long term, it has to diversify. Otherwise, you know, Google, Microsoft, they are very, these are the biggest tech companies and uh, they'll be a, they'll be formidable competitors in my opinion. I mean, as a consumer, I think it's going to be a fun time, but if you, if you're working in zoom, you better be cautious because you know, big, big companies are going to come for your business. All right, sir. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's moving on, you know, we, we're talking about privacy here and not, not just zoom. I think a lot of social media companies have been battling with privacy and security issues. I was just curious as a individual, like if, if a privacy concern or security breach happens with me, is there any safeguard or any, any laws in place in India that, you know, protect me or can I, can I take any action? What, what are the safeguards that an individual in India can take when faced with a security breach? So the right to privacy was recognized as fundamental right only a few years back in 2017 in the Putaswami judgment by the Supreme Court. Before this, the right to privacy was not essentially a fundamental right, but just an ordinary right. The judgments earlier did not recognize it in the same way that it is recognized now. So a data protection bill has also been drafted, which if enacted would set up a data protection authority to look into cases pertaining to the issues of privacy. However, at present, this is only a bill and the only laws in force right now are those under the Information Technology Act. Let me read out to you Section 43A of the IT Act as I would in a court of law, to understand what rights an individual has if a company violates its privacy. Section 43A says that if a body, that a body corporate can be held liable to pay damages if it is negligent in the implementation of reasonable security practices and as a result, wrongful loss or wrongful gain is caused to a person. Now you asked me another question, said is whether at present regarding Zoom, anyone has even taken any legal action. So for that, I would like to tell you that a case has been filed in the Supreme Court, a PIL, has been moved by one Mr. Harsh Shok, wherein he has contended that 
the CEO of Zoom, Mr. Eric Yuan, has even publicly acknowledged the privacy issues with Zoom. The app itself is in violation of the Information Technology Act and the rules framed under it. Not only this, even the government has issued a circular on the 16th of April warning that the app is unsafe and that it is not to be used by the government officials at all. So that that's as far as the law goes regarding this issue. All right. I mean, not a lot of regulatory framework around this. It, it's not a very regulated industry, I would say. Actually, I would say that it is because you can already see a lot of companies setting up privacy teams, privacy experts are being hired because there's already the GDPR, right? So if you're any big social media company or say anything like Facebook or Google, you can always be accused of uh, not taking care of privacy concerns on an international platform when you're dealing with companies in other countries, even in India. And the penalties for such violations, even by virtue of privacy being recognized as a right itself and by virtue of the GDPR being applicable in the international context, fines can be imposed, which are quite large. So in order to prevent that from happening, companies are taking steps, privacy teams have been set up. And so I wouldn't say that there's no framework, but yeah, definitely mm. uh, there, are, there are plans to ramp up this framework uh, if the data privacy bill becomes an act. Definitely. So it's, it's a work in progress then. I mean, that's the correct word. I would say so, yes. Yeah. So Siddharth, now I have a question for you. In fact, I would like to wrap this up by asking your concept or your take on uh, what privacy is and whether you think that it's possible to have complete privacy in today's world? Uh, (laughs) I mean, uh, no, it's not possible to have complete privacy, not, not in the world that we live in. It's, I mean, we are so interconnected by the social media channels out there, LinkedIn, Facebook, Snapchat, there are tremendous amounts of social media channels out there and you know every day people are posting stuff into into the these social media channels so it is not possible to have complete privacy but you, you need to be very smart about how how you uh, go about it if if you want to protect your yourself and your personal life from the social media platforms you have to be very smart about the content that you post and the stuff that you like. So you have to be very cautious just to give you an example. I mean, how easy it is to know about someone's personal life. If you just log into their Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn profiles, you can easily find out, you know, what they had for lunch today, who they are dating, where they work, where they're going for partying. So it's really easy to find out about someone in today's world. And if you want to have privacy, you need to make a trade-off. You need to be cautious about the stuff that you post. On the on the topic of privacy, I would also like to, you know, I, I really feel for celebrities. I mean, if you see the amount of coverage that these guys get, every move that they make is monitored. They, they really don't have any private lives. And I would say that, you know, if you're not famous in today's world, it is also a blessing in disguise. I mean, I'm very lucky that this podcast is not famous yet. Otherwise, you know, everything that we spoke today would be monitored and people would start commenting about, you know, what, what we said wrong or if, you know, and anything could get controversial. So it is, I think it's a, it's a boon if you're not famous in today's world, because there's no, there's no concept of privacy anymore. And uh, the amount of coverage that you have on social media channels is insane. So to, to wrap this up, I would say no concept of privacy is a myth and just you have to be very smart about it. You have to be practical and refrain from, you know, posting any personal stuff. I would say any, anything that concerns religion, politics, I mean, it's 
just uh, if you had to get any takeaway from this podcast, I would say don't post anything about religion or about politics because I mean that just blows out of proportion and people will make a controversy out of it. So if you want to be happy in your life, this is a life advice actually. Just don't post anything about religion or politics and you'll have a really good life. Like your, your future will be very bright. So just be very careful in what you like, what you post and uh, yeah, so privacy is a myth. I mean, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Well, Sid, you've really burst the bubble for a lot of young kids who want to be famous and now they're probably in a dilemma thinking whether they really want to do that and whether they want to have paparazzi surrounding them all the time and violating their privacy. But definitely, I would I would agree with your take that privacy is day by day diminishing. It's not a myth because we, we are making attempts as, as part of the legal system, lawyers and even, even the judges who we plead before and the companies who we offer our services to to ensure that privacy is protected in this fundamental right while balancing the growth of the digital economy and while ensuring that uh, people do have the freedom to have access to information, we still need to protect privacy and maintain this balance. But it was great being on your show, Siddharth, and, and exchanging views and looking at this, at this issue from different angles. And uh, I'm looking forward to more such great conversations with you. Definitely. It was, it was a pleasure to have you on the show, Utsav. And you know, people, if, if you want to find out more about Utsav, you can check, check his LinkedIn profile. It will be in the link below. I think you're writing an article about this as well. So if you want to have a detailed description of the privacy policies in India and you know, what, what, what is happening with zoom right now, you can check Utsav's LinkedIn profile. And uh, I agree with you. I mean, you know, I went all out here and I said that privacy is a myth, but you know, I, I think that we are still at a very uh, nascent stage when it comes to privacy. So I'll, I'm very excited about this development and hope to have you back on the show. Maybe we can, you know, discuss, you know, how, how uh, law plays a very big part in business. So I, I would be very excited to have you back on the show again. Thank you Utsav, for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So that does it for today's edition of Bazaar. Uh, people on the show may have certain recommendations to buy or sell securities, but don't buy or sell based on what you hear. Do your own research, you know, read annual reports, dive really deep into the fundamentals before you make any informed decision. That's it for today. We will see you next week.